0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: I'm Kelly McDonald.
0: I'm Ramia Amithan, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome to our two of Kelly and ramia with Grant Hardy filling in for Ramia Amithan. She is a little under the weather. We are keeping our fingers crossed, sending her some positive thoughts and uh we hope she'll be back next week although brock richardson is going to be with you tomorrow so that's going to be cool grant hardy as i mentioned with kelly mcdonald
1: and just to make sure rumia stays inside We've sent her something to help her be really under the weather. Uh, snow. Lots of it headed around <laughs> to this part of Ontario today. So uh, if you're having to go out, be careful, ladies and gentlemen. Wherever you are, we know it's been hitting different, different parts of Canada at different times. So uh, look out for yourself, but uh, make sure. That's just that little help to make sure Ramya says, no reason to go outside. Dog, take yourself. On Thursdays, we get cooking with Mary Mamalidi of Kitchen Confession.
2: If you're like me, the kitchen is your favourite room in the house. I'm Mary Mammoliti, here with a handful of goodies from my kitchen, including food trends, cooking tips, and of course, some delicious recipes.
1: Make sure you visit kitchenconfession.com to get as many of those recipes out there that are posted that you can and enjoy interacting with Mary via the site. Now! What happens when things in the kitchen go haywire? Never happens, Grant. Never happens. (laughs) I'm talking those overcooked eggs, those sinking cakes, and soggy veggies. We've all been there. Luckily, Mary is here with the help to steer us away from those kitchen disasters in the future. Mayor, welcome back. And um, Mayor... What about them soggy yes. vegetables? How can we avoid <laughs> Let cooking about, those? Ugh. What about those veggies? <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So let's start off. When you're boiling greens, make sure that the water's already boiling and it's nicely salted. So once they're done, don't just drain them and then forget about it. Remember that because the veggies, they keep on cooking even after you take them out of the pot. So if you're worried that they might get a little too... or the they're becoming too mushy or at the brink of becoming mushy give them a quick dunk in a bowl of icy water after draining that'll help stop that cooking process and avoid the little mushy vegetables um mm. here's a little tip keep a fork handy because you want to poke some of the vegetables and to check that they're cooked you get it you ever hear the saying when they say fork tender that's what yep. they mean they mean take your fork poke that little veggie and then that's how you know that they're ready to to drain and they're ready to eat and enjoy um so how it works is most green veggies they are good with just about 3 minutes in a hot pot of water. But cauliflower broccoli they might need a little extra because it also depends on the t- the, the size, right? And that's when the fork comes in handy. Because then you right. poke it so, and that's when you know it's cooked. So if you have mixed
1: veggies going on in there for whatever reason, would you lean on the longer side, obviously, to get that broccoli and cauliflower kind of dealt with? I would. Um, I would. Yeah. And not, not necessarily worry about overcooking the carrots. Absolutely.
2: Um, okay. I, you want to make that, sure that cauliflower and the broccoli is cooked, but even if it's a little, it's got a little bite to it, it's still good. Mm. It's still delicious. Yeah. And then this way you avoid overcooking the other veggies. But an I think... easy. But I want to talk about Brussels sprouts. I have to mention this. Sorry about that, because this gets me all the time. If you want to boil Brussels sprouts, boil them whole, because the minute you start slicing and cutting into them, that is when you're going to get a soggy disaster.
1: Right. That's my little tip with the
2: Brussels sprouts.
1: Do, do we yeah. know why? Like, why would you say it's just because it just makes them that much weaker already when you when you take away that that combined solidness, the stem, not stem, but you know, the end there.
2: Well, because in the Brussels sprout, Brussels sprouts are like a little mini cabbage. So they're all leaves mm, and they're I tightly mean.
1: Yes, yes, meshed the together. So the
2: minute you slice into that, it opens everything yeah. up and the water can flow through and it just, it it cooks everything a lot quicker. Okay. And um, I'm not saying don't boil them, just boil them whole. Yeah. And then if you know want what? to cut them, cut them after. But here are some easy ways to cut the Brussels sprouts. So you want to start by trimming off the stem end of each Brussels sprout. You wanna use a sharp knife while doing this. And because this removes any dry or discolored parts of the Brussels sprout. Next, peel away any of those loose leaves because those loose leaves, they could be damaged um, and they're also harder. They, they don't taste as good. So the other leaves, they could just be tough and it won't mm. give you that even cook. So just remove some of them. And normally when you cut the top, the bottom off the uh, Brussels sprout and you start removing the leaves, the outer layers, the tough ones end up falling off and they're just easy to remove. Um, having the Brussels sprouts. Mm. This is key because I want everyone to be safe when you're doing this. They're little round little buggers. They can roll around everywhere, <laughs> right? So you want to stabilize them. Hey, so how'd this that get in the tr- living room? <laughs> exactly. Where'd you go?
0: <laughs> Me,
2: it's usually <laughs> stop, drop, and roll in the kitchen until I find whatever it is I drop.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's honestly the toughest thing about cutting things in the kitchen. I'm surprised there's not... So I guess this would be tough to do some sort of a like cutting board bowl or something that slopes down but yeah how do you cut those 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 really tiny things that just roll away right away roll
2: oh my goodness all you have easy easy peasy put uh, a rimmed baking sheet underneath your cutting board so place your cutting board inside that rimmed baking sheet Uh, so when you're cutting and they roll your baking sheet will actually keep everything in that area so we don't have to go searching for it (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) <laughs> what what does um, Leanne Leanne Barda tells us too to keep track of some of those things? Keep your takeout containers from like Swiss Chalet and stuff that already mm-hmm. have, and do some, either cutting in there or just keeping your things in there that you do worry they're going to roll. Whether whether it's like you say before you do your Brussels or if you are going to cut, so that those things just don't get away on you. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, Nothing this like way you them keep falling it into the soapy water. Yeah, soapy water, and then anywhere they get everywhere. Um, so, what I want you to do is take that Brussels sprout. Once you've trimmed the bottom, trim the end off of that, place that trim end of the Brussels sprout flat side down on the cutting board. It stabilizes that little Brussels sprout. And then you can carefully slice that in half from top to bottom. Quartering it, again, just take that half, place it that half flat side down onto your cutting board, and then slice that in half again. It's all about Brilliant. keeping it secure. <laughs>
0: Super good tips for our veggies. And Kelly, you gave me an excuse to order in more. So I appreciate both of you. (laughs) All right, let's chat about eggs. They're very nutritious, they're very tiny, tiny, but yet apparently they're at the root of many cooking disasters. So, how can we try Mm -hmm. to? avoid overcooking, avoid them sticking to the pan, avoid them being the downer of our evening or morning.
2: Whenever you choose to eat them and enjoy them. Okay, let's talk all about eggs. So they cook up really quickly, right? They don't stop when you remove them from the pan either. So they keep on cooking. So for omelets, flip them over while the middle is still runny. So here's how to tell. If it's time to flip, what you want to do is take the spatula, run that along the outer edge of the egg, I mean, on the inside of the pan. And the minute, if it begins to lift and you're able to slide your spatula under it halfway, then it's ready to flip, right? So you just want to fold it at that point. Right. Right. right? And that's it. just because you'll know that it's it's nice and heavy and steady onto your spatula, and that's when you can flip it scrambled eggs those should be cooked over medium heat right you want them all to play together happily and nicely in the pan you don't want to scorch them and don't want to get upset so keep that on a medium heat you don't want to go too high of a flame on that for a perfect boiled egg bring the water to a boil gently drop the eggs into the pot and then cook them for about six minutes if you're looking for like a fairly runny yolk seven for a firmer more creamier yolk which is one of my favorites and then For perfectly poached eggs, you can use an egg poacher, which is perfectly fine. Just keep in mind that it may dry them out a little bit. So alternatively, what you can do, right? Add a splash of vinegar to a pot of boiling water. Swirl that around using a spoon. Break your eggs into a small little bowl and then tip that bowl with your eggs into the pot. And then cook them for about two to four minutes. Oh, don't forget timers. I always recommend everyone should have a timer in their kitchen. Whether it's your phone, whether it's Google, uh, what is it, Alexa? Alexa, someone. Mm-hmm. Someone's timing
0: something. Yeah, that's and always then, the best. Yeah. It's always the best. Either like a cheap, like whatever, plastic timer that you don't mind kind of putting your hands all over when they're dirty. Yeah. Or the voice assistant. I always find it, either of those are super yeah. helpful.
2: Yeah, I'm always using it. I got a great deal on my Google Home years and years and years ago, and it's still going strong. Um, so I use that quite a bit. I want to quickly mention about eggs sticking to the pan. So yes. egg whites, they're pure pro- they're, they're pure protein, right? There's no fat to save them from clinging to that, like an unprepared pan. So if you've got a nonstick pan, it's still a good idea to give it a little quick rub down with some oil on a piece of kitchen paper towel. And then if your pan isn't the nonstick type, do not skip this step. So just add a thin layer of oil or butter to the base. It will save you it cleanup. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Awesome.
1: Okay, and just Mary. make sure that pan uh, is
2: sizzling hot.
1: All right. Can we talk seared steak uh, to wrap things up? we got about a minute and a bit.
2: Okay, seared steak. If your steak is not searing or browning, chances are the meat may be too wet. So pat it dry with some kitchen paper towel. Best results, let it sit uncovered in the fridge for about an hour or two. That will dry it out and then allow it to come to room temperature again before you cook it. Remember to oil the meat, not the pan. That's key. And then add salt, but hold up on the pepper until the end because it prevents it from burning. Pepper will scorch in a hot pan. Um, make sure your pan is super hot. And then how to test it. Feel that heat when you hover your pan, your hand directly over the pot. And if you have to pull away immediately, you're good to go.
1: Okay, fantastic. Uh, Mary, before we lose you, Dish with Mary on tonight at 9 p.m. on AMI-tv. What's on tap? Yes, we are. <laughs> Dish with
2: Mary's on tonight. This week's episode, we talk... To actually we travel to Merritt, BC, to talk to, uh, we visit Kakuli Cafe to meet owner Sharon Bond. Uh, we go foraging with Elder Amelia, and I get introduced to holistic berry that doubles as a delicious dessert. You are not going to want to miss this because it is so good and so interesting. Uh, and then Sharon shares her story of how she put an urban twist on a traditional Bannock recipe.
1: Oh, man, panic is great stuff. Awesome. Got uh, to make it when I was in NunaFood. Uh, check out Mary's discussions and recipes on kitchenconfession.com. And Mary, this guy says he's going to get into more taking food out so we can gather those <laughs> trays together. I'm going to tell him something on the break that I think when we return, he'll be like, ah, for those good t- cooking tips. I think I'll stick home. Stick home and make my food. Thanks, Mary. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Mary Mammoliti every Thursday here on the program to get our second hour going and to get you hungry.
0: Ah, it's always amazing. Those, those little nuggets of information, you know, put a cookie sheet under the cutting board that I would never have thought of that in a million, a million years, but it's
1: a bit too brilliant. Hey, it is, it is. As you get chasing your stuff around, it really like radishes or whatever, it becomes so frustrating. So Mm -hmm. I love those tips. They're amazing.
0: All right, hope you guys can stay with us because up next, it's Curious Minds. And with Christine Malik, we're gonna talk about what an aqueduct is and why they were important. That's next. Don't go away. There's more great conversation with Kelly and Ramya right around the corner.
2: I'm Arthur Shepherd of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air.